All right, Michael, you ready to start tonight's podcast? Yes, initiating podcast protocol. Okay, that's cool. I'm very excited, too. Uh, let me just make sure the computer's ready. Um, so what'd you do this weekend, Michael? Oiled up. <laughs> Oiled up? That doesn't make any sense. Michael, um, I need to text you something. Can you give me your phone number? Affirmative. One zero zero one zero zero one one. Wait, wait. Did was that zero one zero zero one or was that one zero zero one zero? Repeating. One zero zero one zero one one zero. Michael, I'm pretty certain that that's just binary code. Like you know that doesn't mean anything when you speak it, right? Michael, what's the temperature outside right now? 73.9 degrees Fahrenheit. Michael, order me dildos from Amazon. Added dildo to your shopping list. I knew it! You're a fucking robot! Why didn't you tell me this shit? I live for podcasts. Fuck. Okay, well, Michael, what are we doing tonight? Aliens. So you're saying tonight on the Cat Scare Podcast we're doing 1979's sci-fi classic Alien, right? Affirmative. Alright. You got some white shit coming out your nose. (laughs) Robot dick! Welcome to the Cat Scare Podcast. My name's Campbell. I'm Michael. And tonight we're going to talk about 1979's hit sci-fi horror space classic Alien, directed by Mr. Yeah, directed by Sir Ridley Scott. I assume he's a sir. I don't know. They're all sirs, right? Well, except for the uh, uh now I can't remember the directors. What are the the Conan brothers? The Cohen brothers. Cohen brothers. Oh, uh, yeah. the Conan brothers is is, is Conan <laughs> O'Brien and his brother Bonin, <laughs> and they direct um, Triumph Insult Comet Dog movies. We don't talk about their third brother, uh, yeah. Conan the Barbarian, or Flonin, or w- w- some other name. But anyway, yeah, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Um, but anyway, we watched this old ass movie because Michael wanted to watch this old ass movie. And uh, what do you what did you think about it? What's Wait, hold on, hold on. When when was the first Evil Dead again? It's it, it's still Evil Dead though. I mean, I don't know. It, it's just different. It's it's more entertaining. It's got like tits in it, and, well, <laughs> you know, and it's got um blood and pus and hey, uh, Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney uh, Weaver's body looked pretty banging, especially in the underwear scene. I was I was okay with that. You know, okay I thought about it. that being our intro, like. Have you ever tried on space underwear or something like that? But anyway, I did not do that. So what's your initial thought on Alien? I really like this film. It has a lot. Like, this, I don't know, it's just a great sci-fi film. Um, a lot. Uh, it no, It's no wonder that this film 
got a franchise off of it because yeah. there's so much to gravitate to for something that is contained so small. I mean, you've got the you've got the alien, of course, the xenomorphs, uh, but you've also got this corrupt company. You've got uh, these. What is the the infrastructure of this world like? How they do business? We follow. What are they like a a mining in, company? In, yeah. My, uh, or a mining, mining crew. Something like that. And um, we follow them. But you can tell that's just a very small part of this world. And then they throw in robots. Yeah, robots. Like, like a sentient, lifelike yeah. robots. And so it's just got a lot to it. And uh, unfortunately, not all the sequels live up to it. Only the second one. From what I hear, at least. Well, the second one is is a little different, but all in all, it's around the same thing. You know, a the only difference between the second one and all the other movies is like, well, the third one too. But the first one, you you get to experience like what it would be like to travel through space in a big ship. The second one is when Ripley gets taken by the company to try to stop a outbreak or quote unquote stop they always want to get the aliens for some reason I guess they feel like if they get them it'll teach them how to like extend life or use them as weapons or something it's never it's not really clear it's always like let's let's make weapons out of these let's always make weapons Jurassic Park did the same thing yeah have a go but they said that in this movie too right what whenever whenever like he was down in the the air ducts. Yeah. And it's like, he's sitting there, where is it? Where is it? And then it does the spirit fingers at him. Ah! <laughs> and he said, clever girl. <laughs> right? That's what, that was in this movie. <laughs> well, I, I I didn't hear that in the midst of the big peekaboo scene. Yeah, he was like, touch my hands! <laughs> <laughs> the stupid shit. Okay, so this was my thoughts. On Alien. Now, now, when I was a kid, I was a big Alien fan. I loved Alien, Aliens, Alien 3. I I went to see the premiere, like, the weekend opening of Alien Resurrection, which is dog shit. Um, I've also seen opening weekend Prometheus and Alien Covenant, because I really enjoyed the Alien movies. However, what I found out about myself is that while Alien 1979 is a great film... It's like super boring for me. I just could not like. Yeah, I, I like was closing my eyes. I was, I was like trying to wake myself up because I I don't know. I just maybe today shit is just faster and there's more images at you. But like to me, between Alien and Aliens, there's like an uptick on how like aggressive the alien is. See, the alien in this one was like a stalker. You know, all of a sudden it's behind you and there's a there's the mouth and blood and picks you up carries you off and and there was never yeah. like a chase scene with the alien like you know the aliens super fast like these these things run on fours this alien just like stands up and yeah and and it just there's nothing that i guess i've also seen it so many times that there's nothing that i was like surprised about again and um but the main thing that i take away from this is that the the special effects in this movie are great i mean they're really not a lot of i really didn't know i was watching a film from 1979 except for the hair 
in the computers. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, really and truthfully, like I wouldn't have known. I mean, if you know the lone black guy said jive turkey, I would have been like, what? Like, <laughs> but but the characters were good. The acting was okay in some parts. Um, of course, the Gordon Weaver's amazing. I'm the only smart one out of any of them. But that's probably why she survives. I don't know. Not a fan of it as much as I used to be. If that makes sense. Well, it's... I don't know, because uh, I used to be the same where, like, I really didn't like slow burn movies. Um, I remember the very first time I watched, uh, you know, another sci-fi classic, uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Uh, a master, masterful film. But the very first time I watched it, I thought it was so boring. Now, I've watched it many, many times since then, and I actually really like it a lot. Um, what, it's some, what happened is that my viewing habits changed. I pay a lot more attention into films now. Uh, I don't even really lay back. I sit up. And watch a movie uh, might like lean back a little in my chair but it used to be like I'd watch movies in bed I, I watch movies in bed that's how okay. I view all of our movies however it always depends on if I'm into the movie I will switch from the the bot you know the head of the bed and if the movie's getting good I'll move up to the foot of the bed so if I start moving <laughs> up to the foot of the bed Are you like and I'm like laying and I'm kicking my toesies back and <laughs> yeah. forth that's when I know that's a good movie. Let's just say I was snuggled up real nice and tight last night. So. Now, I, I'm one of those people that uh, I don't want people talking during my movies. Except for, there's some instances where it's okay. But in general, no talking. Especially if people are going to ask questions. What What's happening? My daughter. Watch, oh my God. My daughter watch just can't. the film. My daughter just can't. She's. I'll be like laying there and she's like, Who's that? And I'm like, I don't even know. They just introduced him. He hasn't even said his name yet. <laughs> but she does that shit all the time. And I'm like, I'm going to have to deal with this for the rest of my life. But that's okay. She's still great. And so, with that being said, the, this film, it is very slow. But it's so detailed. There was always something that was keeping me interested in the... Uh, lore kind of aspect you uh, don't with, with like the technology now I don't I haven't really watched the si the sequels so technology I don't. doesn't change the the thing is like Prometheus is before um this one well but I mean as part of the the larger lore yeah. so this film gave me a lot of um questions and a lot of intrigue but didn't actually answer a lot of that for me True, and they do answer it in those later prequels, especially like Prometheus. But the thing is, Prometheus, all the sets and all the ships and all their technology is way better than what they had in this one. However, you know, this is a scientific expedition that went to on the Prometheus one, while this was a minor company. Yeah, of course, they probably don't have the best the company has to offer. But I did like how even the, the vast, like how vast the ship as they have and the space that they're flying in how fast that was how oh, like wow. small wow, I know that was in the beyond middle of the podcast I'll cut it out 
Um, we won't even know this. How big, like how big the sets were, how big the the ship was, and how big space was, how like narrow it was, and how small it felt, and how trapped they felt. Oh yeah. So that was really that was pretty cool to see. And but yeah, technology like in 1979, like how they thought computers would work. Technically, that's how they work now. You talk to them, you ask questions, it'll tell you shit. You ask your phone a question, it'll answer it. They were pretty correct on a lot of things. Cryosleep hasn't happened yet, but I'm sure they're getting pretty close to that shit soon. Well, I mean, supposedly Walt Disney is still frozen under Walt Disney World or something. Yeah, yeah, surrounded by all the white people he loves. (laughs) But not the Jews. Definitely not Jews or blacks or Mexicans. So, So keep giving money to Disney people. Including... 20th Century Fox, which you just bought, which made this film. Oh, I was about to say, I was like, wait a minute, isn't this... Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the three ninety nine I paid to rent this movie went to Walt Disney's greedy racist hands. Or his kids, or I don't know. Sam Walton. Well, there, there's no real escaping it. No, I mean... Disney, the, Disney owns everything. Yeah, Disney is now the thing. Like, ESPN, ABC, Fox... Uh, Fox Searchlight. Uh, what are the other things owned by Fox? <laughs> FS1. It's all Disney. Marvel, Star Wars. Not Star Trek. Unless Fox owns Star Trek. I, th- I don't know. Fox owned Avatar. They got that. Anyways, I don't get, give we're a fuck. Get, Yeah, we're getting off topic. We're talking about Alien. Alien, a very entertaining, fast-paced movie. So. I think, did I read? You read last time. Okay, so why don't you... Do the honors? Yes. Okay. Let's get to the plot here. All right. The commercial space tug Nostromo is returning to Earth with a seven-member crew in stasis. Captain Dallas, Executive Officer Kane, Warrant Officer Ripley, Navigator Lambert, Science Officer Ash, and two engineers, Parker and Brett. Detecting a transmission, the ship's computer, Mother, awakens the crew. Per company policy, requiring any potential distress signal be investigated. Which they play, that's like a, a big thing in the prequels too. They land on the moon despite Parker's protests, sustaining damage from its atmosphere and rocky landscape in the process. The engineers stay on board to effect repairs while Dallas, Kane, and Lambert head out to investigate. They discover the signal originates from a derelict alien spaceship and enters it, losing communication with the Nostromo. Ripley deciphers parts of the transmission with binary numbers, determining it to be a warning. Don't know how she did that, but cannot relay this information to those on the derelict ship. Meanwhile, Kane discovers a chamber containing hundreds of large egg-like objects. When he touches one, a creature springs out breaks through his helmet, and attaches itself to his face. Dallas and Lambert carry the unconscious cane back to the Nostromo, which that was another thing I, I was like kind of laughing at. I was like, they didn't seem worried at all. They were like, rip it, let us in. Oh, okay, guys, what's going on? Something attached itself to cane. Let us in. Come on. It's cold out here. We're on the fucking moon. And she's like, you know we can't do it, Ripley. Come on, man. Well, let us in. What are we going to do? Stay out here on this fucking moon? It was just very, very, um, I don't know. That didn't seem like... I don't know. It, it seemed 
What are you talking about? Like, holy shit! There is a huge spider-like thing that attached itself and is choking our friend. He's a he's a professional. Uh, no, he is. That shit don't happen that way. He is a captain. He's calm in the face of danger. There's calm, and then there's like, like, comatose. That's what it felt like. So. As acting senior officer, Ripley refuses to let them on board, citing quarantine regulations, but Ash overrides her decision and, and lets them inside. Ash attempts to remove the creature from Kane's face, but stops when he discovers that its blood is an extremely corrosive, corrosive acid. It later detaches of its own accord and is found dead. The ship is partially repaired and the crew continue their journey back to Earth. Kane awakens with some memory loss, but seems to be otherwise unharmed. During a final crew meal before returning to stasis, he suddenly chokes and convulses. A small alien creature bursts from Kane's chest, killing him, and escapes into the ship, with Ash dissuading the rest from killing it. The crew attempts to locate it with tracking devices and capture it with nets, electric pods, and flamethrowers. Brett follows the crew's cat, Jones, into a landing leg compartment, where the now fully grown alien attacks Brett and disappears with his body. That's another thing I get issues with. After a heated discussion, the crew decides the creature must be in the air ducts. Dallas enters the ducts, intending to force the monster into an airlock, but it ambushes and kills him. Lambert, realizing that the alien intends to aggressively kill the crew one by one, implores the others to abandon ship and escape in a small shuttle. But Ripley, now in command, explains it will not support four people and insists on continuing with Dallas's plan of flushing the alien out. Assessing Mother, Ripley discovers Ash has been secretly ordered by the company to bring the alien back, with the crew considered expendable. She confronts Ash, who tries to choke her to death. Parker intervenes and clubs Ash, knocking his head loose and revealing him as an android. Ash's head is reactivated, and they learn he was ha- he was assigned to ensure the creature's survival. He expresses admiration for the creature's physi- psych- psychology unhindered by conscience or morality, and taunts them about their chances of survival. Ripley cuts off his power. As they leave, Parker incinerates him. The remaining crew decides to self-destruct the Nostromo and escape in the shuttle. However... Parker and Lambert are ambushed and killed by the creature while gathering life support supplies. Ripley initiates the self-destruct sequence, but finds the alien blocking her path to the shuttle. She retreats and attempts unsuccessfully to abort the self-destruct. With no further options, she makes her way to the shuttle and barely escapes as the, the Nostromo explodes. As Ripley prepares for stasis, she discovers that the alien is aboard, having wedged itself into a narrow space. She puts on a spacesuit and uses gas to flush the creature out. It approaches Ripley, but before it can attack, she opens the airlock door, almost blasting the creature into space. It manages to hang on by gripping the frame. Ripley shoots it with a grappling hook, but the gun catches as the airlock door closes, tethering the alien to the shuttle. It pulls itself into the engine exhaust, but Ripley fires the engines, blasting the creature away into the depths of space. After recording the final log entry, she places Jones and herself into stasis for the trip back to Earth. The end. Happy ending! Everybody died except for Ripley. Okay. 
So the very beginning of this film is cool. It's quiet. And it's the music's amazing. I love the music. It's very like haunting. But yeah. I do love the the very beginning, you know, how desolate the ship is while these people are asleep. And um, it's just floating through space trying to get back home. Um, they wake up thinking that they're pretty close to Earth, pretty happy, and then they realize they are not close to Earth and that something else is going wrong. But I, do, I did like the very beginning part when they're waking up and it's very slow and and like it kind of like shows them getting up in different spots and eventually they make it to, I guess, the mess hall. But I like that part of it. That was cool. Yeah. And that's where uh, I almost fell asleep. The beginning of this film, uh, because Ripley has such a... I mean, Ripley became an icon after this film. And especially the second film, which kind of cemented her as a 80s action star. Yeah. Um, and... I always kind of forget that she's not in charge. Like, at all. Like, she's rebellious. Uh, well, not really rebellious, but she always questions everything uh, that her commanders say. Um, but she doesn't have the, the power all to herself. And so, in the beginning, when all the focus is put on... Uh, Parker, I think it's the captain. No, Dallas. Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, when all the folks is put on him, kind of wondering, where's Ripley? Yeah, Ripley's hanging out in the shuttle while they go into this big ass spaceship. Yeah. Made out of H H R Geiger penises. So like, yeah. uh, that's another thing. Like when they get on that set, like how crazy is that set? Like, is that a miniature, and then they like superimpose them into that set, or is that like a legitimate set? Oh, they, it definitely was a miniature. Had to been. Like, cause I mean, it's crazy. I'm like, is that they made that set? That's fucking nuts. But I mean, I think in the new in Prometheus, they actually make it. I mean, I think they're actually there on a the set. But that thing looked. I mean, it looked like they were actually standing on that. More more than likely, just I mean, not saying I know for sure. Uh, haven't seen Prometheus and I haven't seen behind the scenes but more than likely it's only partly built and then the rest is computer animated uh, filled in yeah because I mean most films you watch a lot of the architecture and landscape a lot of it is CG now yeah Uh, and not completely but a good bit. I mean, yeah, a lot of those Marvel movies you see like the behind the scenes and it's like blue screen all around them, but they have like the ground. Yeah, you know, it's not a hundred percent completely not real, but even though it isn't real, and then even on the ground they still put more rocks and stuff yeah. in there. So I wonder, like, because like they, when he when he goes down into the pit and he sees those eggs, I mean that shit looked real too. I'm like, I bet I bet they for that they use the same trick as like a. Star Wars did for getting having the army of stormtroopers, um, where they, because there weren't actually that many stormtroopers. No, no, no. They basically, in a way, like copy and pasted. But I don't remember exactly what they did. It's probably the same trick though. Yeah, because that that looked real cool. Like, I I will say like the spaceship stuff, the alien spaceship stuff was probably my favorite part. And then like when I was expecting it to like kick up. 
like action and tension when the alien actually came out of the chest. But in the end, I, I just was left kind of empty. I don't know why. I just wasn't into it. It's weird. I used to love these movies. And I'm sure if I watched Aliens, it probably would have been a little bit more entertaining. Well, I, I do still prefer Aliens. Yeah. Uh, one of the few movies that I prefer the sequel to. Um, I love the foundation that this film set. Especially after you see... I mean, before you see the, the Xenomorph, you see all those eggs... So, of course, we would want to see more. Like, we know that there's more, and they only got one little piece Yeah. of this. Could you imagine, like, a whole city? Oh, wait, that happened in the second one. Yeah, a whole city just getting attacked by all those eggs. That would not be a good thing. That would be a very bad thing. But, as long as you have Ripley there, you're good. She'll save the day. She always does. She's the shit. Yeah. Um, so... We all know that in the second movie, the queen is the one that lays these eggs. Yes. How was there not a queen there? Sleeping. Oh. I don't know. I'm just asking questions, okay? I'm just... I'm, I'm an inquisitive person. Where's the queen? Why is the queen not Ripley's father? I don't know. The queen's Ripley's father? <laughs> Holy the shit! Th- this is like Game of Thrones stuff! <laughs> Twist... Definitely weren't written before, but they put them in there anyways. I love uh, arbitrary no- numbers and computer noises. That's my favorite part, is when it goes... Like when it's typing stuff out. Oh yeah, when, when the computer's talking back yeah. and it does typing noises as if it's someone yeah. answering it's like, back to him. Come on, what's our objective? Clarify. Doesn't like clarify or whatever. I just love that. That's the best stuff. And then like Rip is like, I need to put it through the IMU, see what this message is about. And then all you see is zeros and ones, zero zero one, and they're flipping back and forth. And I'm like, to be fair, when I see like things of people listening to Morse code, it's exactly the same for me. I'm like, how? I'm sure you. I know you can learn it. Yeah, you can learn Morse code. I mean, people do sign language. I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? And I'm like, you know that. Binary code, I guess people program computers that way. But it's, it's just funny to see a mineral or person looking at a computer and figuring out what's happening. I guess the computer eventually just said, oh, it's a warning. But if, if Mother's controlling all of this, she thinks she would be like, nah, it's not a warning. It's cool. Let me go explore that weird ship. Well... What, I, what do you mean? Because mother... Mother's still the the main... Mother may be just that room, according to that, but I'm sure mother actually runs the ship. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, so mother is the central yeah, the, computer system yeah. for the whole ship. But that, that room, that terminal, is their direct I know. method of like... But if, if mother already knew what they're doing going to this derelict ship... And and she put something into the IMU or whatever she said. You think mother would have been like, "It's not a warning, dude. Don't worry about it." That's all. That's all I'm saying. If mother is in control, the company's in control. Why give any negative information? If you watch mm-hmm. the prequels, mm-hmm. 
you would understand what I'm talking about. Because Mother plays a big part in all those movies. Well, I haven't seen them. Boom. I'm kidding. They're terrible. Prometheus was okay. Fucking Michael uh, Fassbender, Assassin's Creed, you know? He was there. Oh, yeah, they did make an Assassin's Creed movie. Mm-hmm. Mr. Assassin's Creed. Well, I, I love the... I mean, this going into... The sets of everything are amazing. Yeah, sets but are But I, I love watching these old movies and their vision of what the future looks like. Like, the room for Mother... It was literally just a bunch of LEDs, like, yeah. all over the wall. Like, moving back and forth. And it's like, they, these things serve no purpose other than to look futurist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, how the chairs turn around by themselves. Like, we yeah. don't have the ability to have rotating chairs. Yeah, I mean... It, I mean, you couldn't just put your feet down and flip it around, right? You gotta have that automatic thing. And that, that, that wasn't the only rotating chair. I think that was the one thing that Ash was on whenever they were out walking around. His, his rotated around, too, automatically. That's, oh, yeah. that's future. You know, futuristic. Yeah, it's it's like getting your hair cut. And then the... the well, I'll, I'm not sure if this was intentional to feel like this. It may actually serve for its claustrophobic feel inside the ship. But, like, the walls... I don't know if they were actually made from the pipe, all the piping going through the ship, or mm-hmm. if it was just made to kind of look like that. Uh, it almost looked like padding. Yeah, like a padding um, room. Yeah. All the way down the hallway. Which just, I don't know, gave me, gave me some creeps. What about the, <laughs> what about the airlock buttholes? Airlock buttholes. <laughs> The, well, that, the, that's like a... And it's just a little tiny hole. That's how our sphincters do. You know that, right? They rotate. They, like, twist in. And whenever... Anyway, I'm not going to go into how we shit. But that was the airlock buttholes. Sphincter tightens up. I need to close sphincter 13. <laughs> I don't know. I, I Well, I guess I've seen enough, like, sci-fi... <laughs> no, no, no. I've seen enough sci-fi... Sphincters, yeah. No. You watch anime. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen enough sci-fi stuff to, like... Things that close like that are no... I mean... They all all do that. I wish I knew what, like, the... Sorry, guys, I'm tired. (sighs) I'm gonna cut all these out. I, um... I would like to know who did the sound effects for this because there was some really interesting sound effects, and that was one of them. And that that door, that the airlock sphincter would close or open, it would make this weird crackly sound. I would love to. I bet it's like a. They probably just opened a can with a can opener or something, made that sound. I don't know, but it's cool. Yeah, actually, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so now let's talk about the scares. Like, were you frightened? Do you remember ever being frightened by this movie? Well, I mean, you know how I am. I'm I'm not a pussy. Well, yes. <laughs> I'm I'm not one to get scared by like monsters or um, uh, even though things. I, things I, got, I get scared by like ideas. Yeah. Uh, 
and like themes. You know. Oh yeah, there you go. Oh, open that airlock. I'm just yeah. I'm make myself yawn some more. Um, I I'm not scared by those things. I'm scared by like themes of like. Isola- like her- isolation. Uh, feelings of inadequacy. You know. I don't like those feelings either. <laughs> those aren't good. But so like you can throw as many monsters as you want at me. In a movie, yeah, and it's not gonna scare me. I, I really don't ever get scared. Besides, like fucked up mind thrillers, like things that, like Hereditary, you know, like yeah, things that really make me think about stuff. And but I love scary movies, and sometimes I, you know, jump scare. Like I was telling you, I watched Annabelle Creation the other night. Yeah, and I actually really liked it. And there are some very tense moments in that movie. And uh, after The Conjuring, after we totally roasted The Conjuring, I, I was really just like, please, Conjuring franchise, do something to make me a little scared, you know? And so... Well, don't, don't they have a, a third one coming out? I think I've been seeing... Oh, yeah, yeah, the Devil, the Devil Made Me Do It? Yeah. I'm sure that's going to be just as shitty. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. good thing Ed and Lorraine are here to fix leaky pipes. <laughs> and they're not charlatans, are they? Um... But I, I really, I do love a good movie that's got a lot of tense scenes and, and uh, like there was a time in that movie I was like, in Annabelle Creation where like my feet were moving like I'm, I was trying to run away from whatever it was too you know. In Alien, there was never a time I felt that way. I was just like that alien's slow and why is there a giant room full of water and chains. <laughs> <laughs> It totally. I remember thinking the same thing. Like, like why? Why is that? Where you take showers or something? But, but yeah. I mean, it. This movie didn't really scare me in the more traditional sense, but I did thoughts about like my actual favorite part of the movie, Ash, uh, the robot. Yeah, Ash is. was pretty scary because, like, in the whole time, you, if you've seen it before, you know what is going to happen. And, like, I kept going, fucking liar. I look at that goddamn liar. You know he's hiding something. You see that beady little robot eyes. That's what I thought. I mean, really, it's one that, like, when you go back and watch it, you can kind of see how he is acting. He's pushing he, it. He's off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's pushing the... He, even though, like his captain told him to do something he knew I think in the end I think he knew what was going to happen like yeah. he knew all of it so well he did know yeah he, we know that yeah if you saw the prequels you'll know why I don't need to see the prequels <laughs> it's explained in this movie just ask Michael Fassbender <laughs> and then um, yeah and and of course the alien itself is a very well-crafted creature. I mean, the the sounds and the movements it makes, especially when it is going to take its bite out of its second jaw tongue thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just really uh, its mouth dick. The the way that it his lips kind of slide up. Uh, it's so mechanical, which I'm sure it could have actually been a limitation. Yeah, of the, that is of the cool. Time. But it, it totally works in its favor. It kind of slides up, and then there's so much strain. It's like it's building up all this energy, and then it's all released. I mean, it's... 
Very well done. Which, so one thing I, I, and this has to do with the fact that the Alien franchise has gone on so long. Uh, there's so many different properties that, like, in my mind, they all kind of meld together at some point. Alien, I always think of stabbing with the tail. I think because, like, as, like, computer graphics have enhanced, the tail whip has become more violent and cool looking, but I think that in the first two, there was more mouth, like, mouth dick. Well, that that was almost all the kills. Yeah, yeah. it was all mouth dick. Mm Mm-hmm. And and I'm probably being like man, those didn't stab with the tail once. My here's my issue with some of the alien, aliens, Alien Three, Alien Resurrection. Smooth headed alien is in the first one, right? But in the second one, they all have like rib ridges in their head. It's got kind of like a kind of like how the walls of the alien spaceship. Well, what it is is all those aliens aren't. They aren't to their full form like the alien in this one is for some reason. You know how like a baby has, no. has like a weird shaped head? That's incorrect because in Alien, no. like AVP and all those other movies they just are smooth headed aliens. But in Aliens they had the, like a, I guess they were called like drone aliens or like warrior aliens or whatever. They, they had like a, like a ribness to their head. Then in Alien 3, it infected a dog, so therefore it was a dog alien. You know what I mean? Like it had, it could only walk on fours, and it was smaller in stature. Then in Alien Resurrection, it, Ripley was an alien, and they made a white alien with Whoa, the tits. Spoiler. With tits and dicks. What the fuck? You don't wanna, I've, I've I, never seen Alien Resurrection. You don't want to see Alien Resurrection because, number one, it is horrible. And, number two, that end scene with the Humalian, where it's the white alien with the tits and the dick, is just the weird... It's got eyes, like little beady black eyes. It's fucking weird. They, they went really odd with some of their directorial choices towards the end there. But that's Fox. Is that still... Did Ridley Scott do those? Because I know Ridley no, Scott Ridley did the prequels. So, so Ridley Scott <laughs> did the first one. James Cameron did the second one. David Fincher did the third one. And what's his name that did Valerian? <sighs> He's a French guy. I, I said his name in the last podcast we were talking. But anyway, that motherfucker sucks. And then, and then, <laughs> and then Paul W.S. Anderson did the stupid Alien vs. Predator one. I'm surprised that his wife, Mila Jovovich, wasn't in there um, slow-kicking aliens in the face. <laughs> and um, then Ridley Scott said, I'm taking over my franchise. I don't know what to do. I'm going to make a movie about aliens that has no aliens in it. And so he made Prometheus, which is the prequel, the story of how that stupid ship got there with those giant people. Um, then he takes Alien Covenant and goes, You know what I love about Prometheus? Michael Fassbender. And then there's two Michael Fassbenders jerking off each other. It's great. Oh, and he makes an alien. Somehow. He's a robot. He can do whatever he wants to. I like Alien vs. Predator Requiem. Do you? Because we have a lot to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember Alien vs. Predator Requiem? Oh, well, I actually haven't seen it in a very long time. 
but I do I do remember having a lot of fun. Did you? With it. Alien vs. Predator Requiem I saw in our local theater here before it closed down because the guy that owned it snorted too much coke up his nose and didn't buy like new things or speakers. <laughs> and I couldn't see it. It was it's a dark movie anyway, but I couldn't see it at all. Like I was like, I can't see, I can't hear, I'll guess I'll watch it. I don't even remember it. All I remember was going Did I pay did I pay twelve dollars to see this? And in the end I guess something happened. I don't know. I, I can't tell you, but Michael loves Alien Do you heard it here folks? Michael loves Alien vs. Predator Requiem. I didn't say I loved it. I just He's I got had a tattoo get... on his arm. It <laughs> says A V P Requiem. Right there. <laughs> tattoo that, that, of a Pred Alien. That's on gonna be my first tattoo. That should be your first tattoo. <laughs> a Pred Alien just dreads playing bongos, smoking a joint. That's what you need to do. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm imagining like those uh those cartoon t shirts that people wore like ten years ago. What like like gangsta SpongeBob. Yeah, yeah, and Pret Aliens just token back, listening to Bob Marley. Yeah. Eating a pizza with Scooby Doo or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we think about when we think of potheads. So um where are we at in the story? Because we've taken a lot of like different roads. Well, we keep cul-de-sacs. talking about these prequels that I've never seen. I just like talking about them. They're stupid. <laughs> all of the, all the alien movies are stupid except for the first two. Maybe just the second one's the best. I think that's what we figured out tonight. Maybe really, really I think is. so. Now Ridley Scott is a good director. Unless you've seen Hannibal, that's not a very good movie, but. Gladiator's good. Oh, I didn't know he made he Hannibal. He did. Hannibal was terrible. Yeah. I mean... It's Julian Moore. So. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Back to Aliens. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, they get back on the ship. Very blase about the fact that their friend has been attacked by a spider monster. And uh, they cut it open and the alien's stuck on the face and... You know, Ash wants to do tests, and what's his name wants to Dallas wants to kill it, and you know, they try to cut it, and it's got acid for blood. So, what a great defense mechanism, uh, having acid for blood in a spaceship. Not a good place to have acid pouring around, right? Yeah. So, like that was always another thing. Like, what what happens if they burn this fucker to the ground? Like, there's going to be just a three hundred pound body full of acid spilling all over that ship in space. That's weird, right? And so they get up in the space. After the face hugger falls off and everything's cool, right? You know, the cane, I think his name is, is he's all good. He's like, I feel great. Give me some ramen noodles. So they're eating <laughs> ramen noodles and, and they're talking. That was another thing about this movie. That you can tell it's the 70s because scenes were just filmed while everybody's talking. So I'm trying to pick out conversations and I can't because I'm a little ADD sometimes. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. What's going on here? What's going on here? And then he starts coughing. And then the big surprise. He's not okay. This little creature pops out of his, out of his chest. And they say that they filmed that as a surprise. Like, no one knew exactly. They knew something was going to happen. But, like, those reactions that you saw were legitimate reactions when the blood shoots out. I doubt that to an extent. Yeah, I'm because sure, I'm sure, sure they have, sure have prostheses there. You know, the, I'm sure it's one of those things where, like... 
they, there might have been some surprise to it, but that's gotten lost in translation yeah, over yeah, time. Like, so now people are like, know. they had no idea this alien was going to come out. It's they like, had no clue. Like, I'm, he actually had an alien in his stomach and it came out. It was real uh, blood. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure they knew. Rest in uh, peace. There, there might have been some surprise, like, what the alien would look like. Or, like, or, the amount of blood jar. Or, or yeah. Something. You know, like Sam Raimi would do. He would just, like, start shooting blood at people for fun. No one wants that on their face. So, alien pops out and goes, and then, like, scoots off, surfs off like a snake. (laughs) Like, surfs off in blood. And Ash is going, no, don't touch it. It may hurt us. I don't want to bring it back to Earth. (laughs) (laughs) And then comes the grand plan to, like, Oh wait, no, we forgot about the other the the old grizzled man from Happy Gilmore, um, um, <laughs> the guy that does the weasel laugh thing. He um, he goes to look for the cat in the room full of chains and water. And, oh yeah, and uh, then he gets uh, surprised. But you said it, you had a problem with this. What the chains in the water? Oh, is that it? That's it. Just, oh, I'm like, oh, what is this room? room? Like, what well, is it? What is it? The ship's air conditions up there, and it's dripping water constantly. I wonder if they could be like a, a cooling thing. Yeah, they did. Because they, because they, they had cooling. like large, like engines or radiators or something. I just thought it was the ship's there. air condition. I mean, it was in the air ducts. I mean, yeah. I guess, I guess, I guess so. that could be it. But so maybe all I that think we solved the problem. Yeah. All right. I don't What's have any chains for. I'm guessing for aesthetics, noises. Oh, and how have we not mentioned this? This film had two cat scares. It definitely had cat scares, and it had cat a a, a cat scene where the cat was perplexed and <laughs> fearful, and then the cat was pissed off. Because that alien came down and it, and it surprised the guy from Happy Gilmore. Or Billy Madison, sorry. Billy Madison. That's where he's from. And uh, the alien mouth dick went through his face and then he gently lifted him up and took him into the sky. Don't know how he did it. I guess it was on the chains. Well, I think the alien is, is strong enough to... How did he do that? What, did he, what does he do? Like, Is he part of Circus Delay or something? Does he know how to do yeah. those wire foo stuff? Is that what no, it was? He just, he just he took his tail and grabbed. I mean, he was standing straight up, all seven foot of him. How the fuck do you grow that quick? Well, that eating shit. That that's a whole another. <laughs> I remember uh, there there was a there was an alien game, I think, where you you built up your alien throughout this match. Um, so you started as like a, I think you actually started as a face hugger. Really? And then you, I may be remembering this wrong. Are you talking about Alien Alien versus Predator on Xbox 360? Like no. you're stuck in a science lab as an alien and you're like moving, you're trying to get out and then you get out in the sack of scientists and then you. No, hmm. I don't think so. This must have been one of those like first computer games or something. I had Alien vs. Predator on Atari Jaguar, people. But it, it was something where you you start as a facehugger. Uh, you had to attack somebody. Uh, then, you know, they do it kind of quickly. So you quickly turn into 
Um, it was called yeah, Life you, as you, an Alien. You pop out uh, as a relatively good size alien, good enough that you can kill other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you kill them, you get bigger. Yeah. Okay. I until, believe you. Until you're a full alien. I believe you. That this is not a game you made up in your head. No, this was definitely. <laughs> this was definitely something. I remember it so vividly. I think we all know that doesn't matter how perfect of an organism you are. In order to grow big, you got to eat shit. And that alien, don't tell me that alien, grew because of eating ramen noodles that was left over after that guy got his chest. Well, oh, yeah, everybody else was out looking for the, yeah, and the he's cat just, he's and just the like, alien. So. Oh, my God. Imagine just, how much ramen you can eat. You got two mouths. You got two mouths. You got one mouth eating little bites, and you got one big mouth eating big bites. Yeah. Yeah, you you solved it all. We, we were literally answering all the questions I had problems with. Yeah, we, we didn't even need Ridley Scott's prequels. Wait, hey, we Ridley Scott. Off. Ridley Scott, how'd that alien grow? I don't know. It was a, a yakisoba. <laughs> I think he, he, he ate a protein ball. <laughs> Thanks, Ridley Scott. Yeah, I've never heard Ridley... Does Ridley Scott sound like that? I don't know if he sounds like Remember the Beatles. <laughs> but I guess he does. Alright, thanks, bud. Okay, Ridley Scott left. He's done. We had to fly him in from Manchester for this. I paid for these beers and I paid for that flight, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> this podcast has gotten off the rails. <laughs> The movie was boring. I can't help it. The, all right. Let's talk about Ash. Ash. That's the best part of this movie. Frodo Baggins. Isn't that him? No. He definitely related to Bilbo or Frodo or one of those guys. No. It's Bilbo for well, sure. Now, now, I don't know about Bilbo. Definitely Bilbo. Uh, That's I'd, Bilbo I'd Baggins. To, I have to look into that. Definitely Bilbo. I was like, what's Bilbo Baggins? The original Bilbo. Yes. Old Man Bilbo. Yeah, Old Man Bilbo. Yeah. It definitely was Old Man Bilbo. And yeah. also, he was in From Hell. He was the the mad doctor that ended up being Jack the Ripper. I've never seen that movie. You haven't seen that movie? It's a good one. We no. need to watch that one. Better than that shit. Add it to we the did. list. Man, we, From Hell's not really a scary movie, but it is a comic book a- adaptation, if we were a comic book. Anyway, go back to so, Ash. Ash. Um, I mean, already we, we did talk a, a little bit of just how, like, off he is. Yeah. Uh, like the cat. And the the reveal that he's actually on the... That he's actually a robot and on the side of the company is so such a good twist. And it's not... I mean, as I said earlier, the thing about this movie that I like so much is all these questions that it gives me. Uh, it makes me wonder about the world. This is just one of those things where it's like, okay, so the company has their own agenda. What What is the company? What is their goals uh, exactly? Which I'm sure... Weapons. Make money, make money, make money. Yeah. Weapons, money, the, the usual, but... It was effective enough. See, when like when he when he when I first realized something was up was after he came after Ripley, and he had 
that little bit of white stuff coming off his face. And I was like, did he get like really excited whenever he was fighting Ripley? <laughs> he spilled his milk. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, sorry. Sorry. That's another thing. I love that it's like this white stuff instead of, you know, just like... Mm-hmm. I think it's even more effective and like how like that instead of like black, like what? usually for robots, if you you get like black oil, oil, yeah, yeah. its own, which uh, almost stands as a replacement for blood because it's, you know, it's pretty close. It's uh, crazy, like how like, like he he was a good actor. I mean, like the way he was acting after he was like revealed to be part of the company and a robot, because you see like him like throw Ripley like nothing you know Ripley's a big woman I mean she's a tall woman and he like just takes it and just like tosses her around and you kind of realize something's not right and like when he's like computing what's going on and he grabs that magazine I'm like he's gonna beat her up with that magazine whip her ass with that magazine right now we're about to get we're about to get trailer trash in here beat her like a spider yeah yeah. (laughs) he's like I'm gonna squash this bug and I'm like um, she, he starts, like, shoving it down her mouth, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? I was like, even when I was a kid, I was like, how's that going to hurt her? It's just a magazine. I don't know. Robots, what can you do? I don't know. Yeah, shove the magazine far enough, choke them. Yeah, I guess. I've always wanted to see someone die by magazine that way. It just never happens. I've never seen a dateline where that has happened. It's like everyone wanting to see see a car crash in person. Mm-hmm. I just want to see someone die by magazine. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna be like. I'm gonna be opening up the paper USA Today, and it's like, oh god, he died by magazine. <laughs> or Ripley. <laughs> Ripley. Believe it or not. Believe it or not. Um. So, uh, then a token black guy comes in and hits. Decides to play a little ball with the world's smallest bat. And knocks poor Ash's head off. And then he does the robot while making the dumbest sound effect I've ever heard in a movie. Right? I, I get, Am I wrong? I, I don't know. I really like the sequence. Uh, the, the effect, especially in it, it worked because of the fact that we knew that Ash was a robot at this point. So having it look kind of fake... Uh, only threw me right out of the movie. See, no, it th- it threw me in. See, that's where you and I differ on a lot of stuff. Because, like, the faker it looks, I'm just like, come on! No, no, no. Only because... Now, obviously, the the one of where they're putting his head down, and you can see the see, jump the cut. See, the cut is like... That's, flat, that's flat, a different thing. Flat, but I'm flat. talking about when they break him in half, and he... Or, like, he knocks Well, he knocks his head off, yeah. And he's just going... That's cool. And I love how that how that looks uh, because it it does look fake, but at this point his facade has been exposed. True, true, yeah. You know he is fake. I mean, the most menacing part of the whole movie, which was not the alien, was when Ripley, when the computer, when Mother computes that like all other people are expendable, and she sits back and he's like, "Well, you see, Ripley," I'm just like, "Ah, okay, I'm better now." No, I think he kind of reminds me of uh, of Hannibal from in a way si- Silence of the Lambs. In a way, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you there. He does it, and and it's that's like that's his the cold. Alien, the alien will eat all. Yeah, that, nice Keanu. 
But he wouldn't do that. He'd go, <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it's... I killed the flautist just so, because he didn't play that note right. <laughs> it's just so, so well done. Yeah. And then, I love, uh... And my I love thing, Ripley. And my thing is, like, I guess it also threw me out of there... But, like, I guess in the 70s, we didn't have, like, terms for other things other than robot. And, like, the the token black guy goes, like, It's a robot! I can't believe it's a robot! What is it a robot? And I was like, why can't you say, like, android, uh, replica, something cooler than just a robot? I, I got well, major problems with I this thought movie. They, I thought they did. Nope. Call him something else. Go get him a robot! I don't know, it makes sense to me, because, Matt, you know how you were worried about, or you didn't like how they didn't sound worried uh, trying to go in? They're like, excuse me, can we come inside, Yeah, please? it's like, Ripley, yeah, our buddy got something attached to his face. We need to come in. Can you, can you imagine, like, in that situation, you'd be like, what? It's a cybernetic organism. <laughs> no, you'd be like, it's a robot. <laughs> I can't believe a robot. <laughs> See, like robot to me means metal man. Android means human-like person. Well, robot. actually, that's a cyborg. Okay, cyborg. I don't care, but that's great. Cyborg is fantastic. I'm sure Ridley Scott went through the dictionary and said, "Say, I can't believe it's a robot." I can't believe the company sent a robot. That sounds great. 1979. <laughs> hey, Ridley Scott, thanks for coming in again. Okay. Well, he... His Uber didn't pick him up yet. <laughs> okay. So, we're getting to the end now. Now it's down to three. It's down to a woman who uh, can't hold her shit together. Token black guy. And Ripley. And they gotta get out of the ship. So Ripley de- devises this great sci-fi horror plan. You two go down and get all the coolant. Let me go get the ship together. And we'll get out of here. So. The other two douchebags go downstairs. And they gather all the coolant they can muster. Coolant, 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 coolant. Guess who shows up? Surprise, surprise. Surprise, is an alien. Ah, attack, death, murder. Ripley goes. Oh, um, Ripley finds the cat. The cat's back. That's great. Good cat. Good. Uh, what's the cat's name? Jonesy. Jones. Jonesy. Jones. Jonesy. Uh, yeah. Jonesy. I think it's Jonesy. Which like the cat played a big factor in this alien's murder plan. The cat's the alien was sitting up in the air ducts going, "But that cat's gonna get. I bet gonna try to get that cat. Um, we'll get them." Um. So, uh, Ripley goes downstairs to figure out, hey, what the fuck's taking so long? There's no way y'all are dead. And then she finds both of them dead and the aliens around. I think she has... Oh, she hears them on the... They have, like, their little walkie The intercom, yeah. Oh, yeah, intercom. Ah! Can't believe this thing's got a mouth, dude. (laughs) If it it was more realistic, he'd just be yelling over to come. What the fuck? Mouth, dick! (laughs) (laughs) 
Marvin the Martian's after me. <laughs> oh shit. Um. So. So Ripley, I think, then drops Jonesy, which then distracts the alien. Right. The alien goes after Jonesy and the little glass thing. Right. And he's like. And then it can't get a cat. And Ripley's stuck. And then Ripley, like, spiders against the wall to get away. Tries to stop the self-destruct. Unfortunately, she can't. Uh, Mother's, like, middle finger. I think it, like, appeared on the screen. (laughs) Basically. Yeah, it was like, fuck you, Ripley. Well, that... So, that scene... Whenever there's, like, a countdown... I'm a sucker for those. You like count like, I, I get super tense in those. I know, I know they're always like, they're going to pull it to the, the last second. Yeah, Michael pulls gonna, out his pocket watch and sets it. Because you know the movie's going to go by those four minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 15 minutes later. Wait a minute. It was also one of the, like, when they had that, uh, the way they did their countdown, they did was it 10 minutes yeah it was like 10 minutes like that's enough time to get a giant goddamn ship before it blows up well it's 10 minutes uh for the whole thing five minutes before it was like all right we're blowing up whether you're ready or not yeah sorry everybody (laughs) and so like she didn't she didn't stop it in time for that yeah it's like five minutes you got a safety harness of five minutes but you go 459 uh-uh Shit's blown up. Yeah. Yeah. And so she freaks out and she goes, Fuck you, mother! I'm not cleaning my room, mother! I wonder if there's a... I feel like this is one of those things, again, that I'm just... I'm just too dumb to to put together why... You know, why it's called mother. I don't know. I think Rick, why, Ridley Scott had m- mommy issues, I think. Why the aliens... Look like dicks. Because H.R. Geiger did it. But the face huggers are vaginas. Because H.R. Geiger did that too. I think. Why is Ripley a woman in this? I think Ripley Ripley was written to be a man. I think think that's it. I think you kind of had to be like, alright. So my alien looks like a dick. The thing that makes the alien happen looks like a vagina. Uh, It's 1979. What? Let's be like George Romero and make the black guy believe. And then they saw the black guys acting, and they said, "Let's make Ripley." Robot. <laughs> I, I love. I do. I love uh, how Ripley has become this feminist icon. Oh, Ripley's a shit, and and it only gets better in the second movie. And the third movie, she's dealing with a bunch of convicts and British convicts who say wanker a lot, and. She's even more badass than that one. They say wanker and bloody. Bloody wanker, bloody... My dick's bloody wanker. Maybe not, not so much thought of me. Bloody game over. It's <laughs> game over, bloody man, wanker. Um, but she she shaves her head in that one. She's even more badass. Like She's just always been... Sigourney Weaver carries herself like that. Like, you've got, like, feminist icons like Sigourney Weaver. Like, uh, more feminist icons... Like, Linda Hamilton and Jamie Lee Curtis from Halloween, like, these are strong women who fight back against the evil that is presented in front of them. And a lot of times, the evil that you see is sexually charged, or there's some, you know, masculinity to it, but yet they're able to, like, always defeat them, 
And I mean, that's cool. That's a cool thing about the Alien franchise. That's why, like, you know, they try to bundle Alien and Predator, and they try to make Predator movies. Predator movies are like machismo bullshit compared to this stuff. And that's why I think Alien has always had a bigger fandom than Predator. I mean, I don't know if you've seen Nimrod's Predators or the fucking Shane Black Predator one that came out recently, but they're all oh, yeah. just I, I stupid male that. bullshit. And it's not... Well, the... The Predator movies, like, the first one, at least, uh, I mean, it was a, it was mostly, like, an action film. Uh, I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, I mean, that was, like, the height of his... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You you get this... Get chopper! Yeah, big, buff action star. Big, buff wrestlers. Yeah, so... Everybody there's carrying gigantic Gatling guns. You had your, you had your people that were expendable... Because you want to make the Predator look strong. Yeah. But ultimately, uh, we're here to watch Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, destroy. Yeah. 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 Uh, while Alien, on the other I've got hand... got some double, man. Alien, on the hand, other hand, is, like, really slender. It's strong, but it has such a, like, small, slender look that even the Predator is, like, buff. Yeah, you know it's got big muscles, big shoulders, and even with guns on it. And even in the AVP movies, the Predator always had to team up with a human to beat the aliens anyway. So like, I, I always thought that was funny that, you know, Predators are supposed to be this badass. They got technology; they can actually speak to each other. But aliens are controlled by a queen like ants. Oh, well, maybe that's why. Like, uh, maybe that's why Ash. Was so you know? Oh no! And the company was so interested. That's in a theme that runs into the Ridley Scott Alien movies: is that the company's always interested in the aliens, and the robots are always jerking off to the aliens. Except for Bishop in the second movie, he he was actually a cool robot. Yeah. Sorry, cyborg. I thought a cyborg would be a person genetically altered with robotic parts. You might be right. I think that. I'm right. The the reason I was like trying to make that like Dragon Ball Z as uh they're they're called androids and that but they're technically cyborgs but I think they are yeah. they were made from people like Ghost in the Shell yeah those are those are androids like Scarlett Johansson Johansson <laughs> she's not a real person <laughs> she don't have nipples or for JJ. <laughs> No teeth. And no teeth down there. Gotta watch out for that. See, see, like, teeth is a more... <laughs> teeth, we watched It Follows, Teeth, and Alien. And they all are sexually charged, violent movies. Well, that, So this Alien... The reason that I, like, loosely tied it with those is because of how phallic uh, the... Yeah the monster is and then the fact that Sigourney Weaver basically fighting the penis yeah it's fighting the patriarchy it should like have that weird music and at the beginning you know when the lines are popping up it should be like penis (laughs) (laughs) but actually I thought that was a cool way they did the oh they do that that's the the coolest part of all alien movies that beginning because like the, the lines because it's just the robotic and the computer nature of this movie 
that they just kind of like form into the words and you know because alien i mean all of our letters are made out of like straight up and down sideways lines i mean it's real neat um hey, what about c c you can't really worry about c's not part of this <laughs> q q i mean is it q alien or k alien no it's not it's alien okay just leave me alone <laughs> we're not counting those letters okay and e or well e you can make Anyway, whatever. Uh, like uh, when you're doing that, like some letters get to finish before there. So like I, just has one line. Yeah. It's like, well, I guess we're done with that one. <laughs> the guy in the seventies is like, he's like, I got this idea, Ridley. Lines. Hmm. Okay. How's it gonna start? I. Just I. <laughs> Right in the middle. And there's going to be one next to it. You're going to be like, I, 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 I. This movie's called I, I. L. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, I'm not done yet. Okay, so you got I, L. You're like, I, L, ill. This movie's called ill. Did we see a movie called ill? Did you just misspell? <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Leave me alone. Okay. <laughs> there's no rhyme or reason for them all to be there. I, L. There's an E there somewhere. What? Why is it I? It'd be L I. I don't alien. care. Alien. You're right. Lee. Okay. Lee. Did we see a movie called Lee? You ruined my joke. Fuck you. <laughs> Your joke was bad. It was good. But it's gone on too long. You can't cut it out. No, I could cut it out. <laughs> no. I'll keep it it'll in. It'll be jarring. Would it be? Yeah. Watch this. So yeah, that was a great way to start the. <laughs> That was a great way to start the movie out with those great titles. Anyway, back to the the movie. So, what happens next? Ship's blown up. Does Ridley get out? Ripley? Yes. yes. So, ship blows up. Does Ripley get out? Wait, did you call it Ridley? I call Ridley. <laughs> Ridley Scott, Ripley, whatever. Is there a reason Rip- why Ripley her name Scott. is Ripley? Well, I mean, it was in the book. There's a book first? Yes. The book came before the movie? Yes. This this is an adaptation. Oh, who wrote the book? Fuck if I know. Okay. Alright, so does Ripley get out alive? Does she make it out of the ship while it's exploding? Yes. Great, okay. Was the cat there? Yes, of okay. course. Cool, okay. So everything's good. We're hunky dory, we're going to bed, right? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. she gets Oh, I mean the just a alien in the pipes yeah why is the alien so lethargic that's a big word at least i said it correctly (laughs) i've been fucking up this whole time i think it uh it somehow got stuck in the in those pipes because it definitely didn't look like it was like just sitting there it looked like it was kind of stuck yeah. And Ripley just took her time and like, you stupid motherfucker, I'm gonna fuck you. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> like, arbitrarily like whis- man- whispering insults. Yeah, I'm gonna arbitrarily mash these buttons and I'm gonna shoot steam at your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we have a steam button in this? Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know what sole purpose this has on this ship, but I'm gonna do it anyway. So, Alien gets pissed off. Weasels his way out of there and comes after Ripley. What she do next? Opens the airlock. Alien flies out the ship. 
Because we all know what happens in space. It's all a vacuum. So, alien flies out, stops itself, but Ripley's got herself what? A harpoon gun? Yeah. Or a grappling gun? I or would have thrown my shoe. <laughs> 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 so, the alien flaps out there in the breeze. Like a flag. <laughs> Which I thought was a pretty cool effect. Like, I thought that was kind of neat looking. It, it really didn't look, for 1979, too bad. And it crawls up into the hottest part it could get to. It's like, I'm going to go right here in this hole. Ripley mashes the button, the acid flies off into space. One day hitting one of us, you know that. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah. One day, there'll be a guy on the beach looking at seagulls. And it's like, oh, that seagull shit. Ah, it's acid! It killed the seagull, too! I mean, she, she's very far away from Earth. <laughs> I don't know how far she is. How far does she acid, goes, she, how far does acid fly into space? I mean, it may travel at the speed of acid. I don't know. You could hop on a comet and go that way. You can't edit out a yawn. No, <laughs> no you got me yawning. We've gone this movie over was super boring. It's not. It's not boring. I had a very good time with this film. Alien is a classic movie, and and I do remember loving it as a kid. However, it, as an adult, my peon brain cannot handle the speed of it. It's too slow for me. There's some cool special effect shots. I love the music. Ripley in underwear, thumbs up. Other than that, not a fan of Spirit Finger Alien. <laughs> I mean, I, I appreciate it, especially for its awesome sequel that comes afterwards. Yeah. That is an amazing movie. I, I would wish we would have done that one instead. <laughs> Probably been more exciting. But I don't know if we, we actually enjoy the worst movies better. I don't know. Well, that... There's a there's a spectrum. It's like you've got your midpoint. That's your absolute worst. Mm-hmm. Like it's like least enjoyable, and then you've got your line where it gets worse. Yeah. Uh, but but it also kind of goes up in enjoyment. Yeah. As you go, because I'm and then the other way where you get your best films, and also goes yeah, up yeah. in enjoyment. And there. we all know that I am definitely on the spectrum. So, and with that, <laughs> did we lose another sponsor? Really, Scott? <laughs> okay. That's Ripley Scott? Ripley Scott! Oh, he, he got picked up by his Uber. This is an El Camino. This Walter, bro. So, everybody, uh, thank you for listening to Cat Scare Podcast. What are we doing next week? We're going to do Underwater. I don't know who directed this movie. Probably some douchebag. But it's very similar to this. Once again, jumping onto our companion podcast. This is a underwater version of what we watched the other day. Yeah. I mean, and it's got, uh, what's her name? Bella from um, Twilight. I can't remember her Kristen name. Kristen Stewart. Yes. Crispin Stewart. Ripley Stewart. Ripley Stewart. And she shaves her head in this too. So it's just like Ripley. And it's got TJ Miller, pedophiling all over the place. So we should be excited about watching this, right? I'm very excited. I think this film will... I've never seen this film, so I've got some predictions. I think this film will actually scare me. Only because I have... I have the lastophobia. The fear of... Of elastic. 
Thalassophobia. Fear of open bodies of water. Yeah. He cannot handle and, uh, bodies. Bodies. So that that is the specific read. We he gave me a choice between uh, this film and Life, which is a, another similar movie. It's, it's an alien movie and, in space. Uh, I chose this film because I knew it would. He just didn't want to see Deadpool in space. Hey, I mean that. Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds quipping and, all over the place. And Jake Gyllenhaal. What the fuck? Jake Gelato. Yeah. Um, Mysterio and Deadpool together in one movie? Whoa. Whoa. Crazy. Whoa. Well, um, this has been the Cat Scare Podcast. I'm Campbell. I'm Michael. And uh, good night and good luck.